0: Hello there, welcome to Jubes and Kerr, the podcast of my show on GB News. My name's Michelle Jubbury, and you can catch me live every weekday evening from 6 till 7pm. But worry not, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Jubes and Kerr. Keeping me company here until 7 o'clock tonight, we've got my panel, the writer and broadcaster Dominique Samuels leader of the Heritage Party, David Curtin, and we've got a new person tonight. We love somebody new. This is comedian, Dana Alexander. Good evening to you three. Uh, When someone says that you're a comedian, do you feel like pressure to be hilarious?
1: Especially when we're talking about deporting people to Rwanda, that's the time to bring jokes up, right? Yes,
0: (laughs) well, I don't know. Uh, Well, anyway, welcome. I hope that we uh, won't scare you off and that we'll see you again. Uh, Also, you know the drill on Jubes and Co, don't you? It's not just about us and our thoughts. It's about you at home as well. What's on your mind tonight and what do you think? Uh, To the stories that we'll be discussing, you can get in touch with me. Email is gbviews at gbnews.uk. You can tweet me at gbnews or at Michelle Jubes. Don't forget, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see all the best bits. Um, We've got an app, we've got a podcast, we're on the radio. So wherever you are today, you are very, very welcome. Uh, And I will just pause for a second as well and say happy birthday to us at GB News. Can you believe this? We've been around for a year now. uh, And if you look on YouTube, I've got to be honest, you'll see some absolute crackers uh, from the early days, some of which uh, I unfortunately do feature in myself, I've got to be honest, but I've had uh, I've had a good chuckle today at some of those early day bloopers. But I've got to say, I am super proud of how GB News uh, is going, how it's progressing. Let's be honest, there was an awful lot of people that were desperate for GB News to fail. They still are, quite frankly, And a lot of people, by the way, that can't even cope with the fact that GB News is even a thing, how they wish it was not. But I'm very proud of us and what we're doing. We've got a fantastic team in the background. You don't see them, uh, but they work very, very hard. So thank you to all of you. They're in my ear. They're behind my head. Uh, Lots of people work very, very hard indeed to make GB News work. And hopefully we will continue to grow. Uh, I've got to say as well, we had a, a little bit of a party yesterday was on the karaoke machine. Sue Gray would be jealous, I can tell you. Some of the (laughs) the numbers that I was knocking out, it's Raining Men, Wonderwall, it was all quite good fun. Anyway, so happy birthday to GB News is the point that I was trying to make. Right, let's get into our top story. Oh, by the way, yes, I also forgot then. I'm talking about the back office staff and all the people. I've got to thank you as well, the viewers, by the way. Thank you, because without your support, of course, we would be nothing. So thank you to all of you that watch and listen. We very much enjoy your company. Right, the top story then. In the last few hours, the Court of Appeal has ruled that the government can send asylum seekers to Rwanda. But it seems the number of people due to be on the flight may be down, maybe single figures. 11 was the last number, but I think it will be dwindling by the hour if the lawyers uh, have their way, of course. It, you know, Dominique, the, the lawyers must be having an absolute field day. They must feel that all, all their Christmases have come at once at the moment. Mm. But where do you stand on it all? I think it begs the question of, of who is in
2: charge. Is it a democratically elected government who put forward the policy to send um, asylum seekers to Rwanda, to Parliament, it was was passed, it was voted through, or, you know, is our system at the behest of activist lawyers, the UN, and the European Court of Human Rights, it's completely inappropriate. And one thing I will say though, you know, personally for me, it's not necessarily just about smashing the smuggling um, gangs. They're obviously extremely terrible. They exploit people and they cause deaths. But the primary issue, which, you know, this government was elected on their manifesto, was that we need to reduce the amount of people that are coming here. That's the problem. And that's why the Rwanda plan exists. And, you know, you wouldn't think so, but the Rwanda plan actually enjoys net support amongst the general public. So more people support it than do not support it. What are you basing that on? Um, It was a recent snap poll um, that was put out. iNews actually um, put this out. Eleven days before the official um, announcement, more details of the plan were put out, and it received net support. I think it was about forty-eight percent to twenty-eight percent of people um, supported it and and didn't
0: support it. Then,
1: do you support it? I don't support it. I think we have to remember that the uh, the commission, uh, the 1951 convention, the Brits were a big part of writing these rules. These are international rules. An emergency cannot wait for British legislation if you are fighting if you were running for your life you don't have a choice. Canada for example, I don't know if you're aware of this, the Second World War turned away a ship of 700 Jewish immigrants during the Second World War, basically, you know, putting them to their death. And they had to make, they made you know events what?
2: Are comparable though. <sighs> but that, when that's people,
3: that's if people are actually fleeing for their lives. And so the people we're talking about here are people who've come from France, and France is a safe country. And we have over eight thousand. So, 8,000 so people.
1: why is it that so the Ukrainians bit,
3: 8, don't have to so stop far this in year have come over? Country. I didn't. I am
2: of opening the floodgates to Ukrainians as well, and expecting people. To, yeah, and expecting people to house them when, as we've seen they're having to actually move out of the houses that have been put in because they're not getting along with the families and we simply don't have the facilities to house the rest of the world. We it, don't.
3: The thing about the Rwanda scheme is that most people who are going are people who have come from France and uh, well, only 11 people are going um, so the whole thing is a bit of a Pink farce. Party. and it, it's Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a publicity stunt basically so they're not actually dealing with the, the problem of illegal immigration properly which is what we should be doing. We should be pushing the boats from France back to France and stop stopping the people from coming from France into the country in the first place, then we wouldn't have this problem. You of, have to think hey, of the up to 100,000 people coming no, I mean, this year, and uh, already 40,000. Britain takes less in the last than every
1: weeks. European country. The people who take the That's most refugees—it is the who, who who takes less than Britain in Europe?
3: Bulgaria, Hungary, San Marino. So we take Bosnia, what is it? Not Poland, 0.26
1: Sweden? percent of the world's total about? refugee total. This is a country we, that. Let's hey, keep hey, in you know, mind you know, that 65 more, countries it, had to gain independence from this country so this country has gained a lot from there, entering it into is, other, uh, there, there it it's is. sorry it's just the truth it's, it's, it's just the truth this is
2: politically and ideologically motivated mm. i completely people are fighting for I their lives it's a humanitarian me. issue and that's why a
1: 100 people have been not, stopped because no when they come france
2: you cannot just look at someone
1: in a dinghy and say you're illegal why because you're a male because you're young anybody who's making a voyage across the world to save their family are going to send their youngest their fittest their strongest you don't send you don't send pregnant women to war but,
2: what, what, yeah, where are the families, where, when are the families going to arrive, though? Because
1: Most of them, a lot of them are in refugee young, camps young across just Turkey. Just A lot here, of them are in refugee in camps schools. across Turkey. Millions they, of them. In fact, Turkey takes more refugees than anyone else in the world. Don't
0: talk over each other because then no one can hear anyone and that's, that's yeah. rubbish. Um, so Dana, let me just ask you, I think the key point that's coming across back to what you're saying, uh, you're saying that people should be able to be safe and I think everyone would agree with that. Absolutely. And, you know, the pushback that I'm hearing from the panel here is that, well, my question is, I guess, do you differentiate between economic migrants and genuine refugees? Is there a distinction in your mind or not? That
1: distinction has to be be determined by the high court and 81 percent of those people who claimed asylum were granted refugee status. So you have to put these people through the proper processes. This is 2000. This is up till 2022. I was looking it up on the gov.uk site. Today, I, So this is I, as of this year. Would,
2: I think the vast majority of those were pre-pandemic, though, in terms of um, acceptance of asylum claims. Um, you pre- have can, to let, let the h- just courts um, and pre- decide pa- this. Pre-pandemic, the vast majority of people that came here actually came here via um, plane. They didn't come here um, via water. So I think the Channel Boat migrants are a completely different kettle of fish and, and they should be treated as such. Because but, they can't afford a flight? No, because it's a different business model and what we're seeing now is people are paying thousands of pounds to people smugglers to come here on a rubber dinghy and surpassing a safe country. Because there's for no safe more, routes. For, for, for more economic reasons. The safe, what, what are the safe routes that, that, you, that you speak of?
1: Sorry, a lot of people. Mind? So, for example, we did take in what was it after what happened in uh, Hong Kong, a hundred thousand people from Hong Kong. I not
2: agree Ho- with that either. Okay, well, you know, the
1: thing is, we'd like to pick and choose who we want to come into the country when people are in I need. I agree, but I don't. When people are in need, people are in need, and we have to remember that people don't necessarily want to be here. They are legitimately running from terrible situations in Syria. Look what happened to the Yazidi women. How many of those women were trafficked? Look what's happening in Afghanistan. Look how many of these young boys are running from the Taliban because they don't want to join. We have to be a human. We have to show decency and common but sense. And the plan's not question. working. It didn't work when Israel tried to do it. Right? I Did think it, I work think with think we
3: would all agree that there's a huge problem with uh, over mass rapid immigration, whether it's legal or illegal, as, we, as it is. And what we're talking about mainly here with people going to the Rwanda scheme of people coming across the channel. And we simply can't have the dinghies keep coming, bringing up to 100,000 So
1: why we're 100 blocks?
3: Because... Um, that is going to have a huge effect on the, the country as a whole there's not enough houses there's not enough hospital places there's not enough school places 100. for people to actually uh, live in I'm talking about a hundred thousand potentially coming across the channel this year so we've got to do something about it to actually signal to people if you come if you try to come across the channel there isn't a place for you and you will be sent to Rwanda or something like that some people have accepted, that. Like that, some people will, have accepted and, that
1: Yeah. so and they live in forests point, <laughs> outside of disbanded well, Calais they, they, they live they horrible lives and we think that's, safe? France is, that's is, safe.
3: France is a safe country and if they're in France they should be declaring their asylum sta- status. and so why is and, it and applying, Ukrainians? Applying for asylum in the first safe country that they na- come and to. The, and the, and the well,
2: neighboring countries that are, are near places like Iran, places like Iraq, they should actually be taking I think a bit more responsibility. They are. Take some more of those migrants in. You can't exactly places, places be sending like, people to Iran like guitar, and Iraq right now. Like I mean, guitar, come on, Curtis. Like, that. like was Saudi just Saudi Arabia. Don't really do mm. that. They they don't take their fair share, especially considering that they're more culturally, religiously, and ethnically similar. Um, so I, I don't think that makes sense. And the reason why up to a hundred have been blocked is um, they're using primarily it's Article Eight of the um, Human, European Human Rights Act, European Convention of Human Rights, that Britain which authored is right to a family and private life, and some of these migrants are claiming that they're victims of modern slavery, and that was a law that um, Theresa May brought in, which is solely designed to block, basically, them leaving the UK. I don't think it's entirely crazy to suggest that some of these laws that a lot of terrorists have benefited from, which has made them, them unable to leave the UK, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that some of these laws are taken advantage of by these people. And that's why I would personally suggest that we do need new legislation and we do need to review the involvement of the UN um, and the European courts um, and the European Convention of Human Rights. On our immigration system, I'm sorry, we're a sovereign nation and we should be able to decide who comes in and out. Are you not a, a daughter? We're all—all
1: all of us. I should just note we're all daughters and sons of immigrants. And this is here. the thing,
2: though. I have nothing in common with someone from Iran, or someone or someone from Iraq. And why do you we're that? In common with my them. boyfriend's from Iran. My, my granddad came here from Jamaica. Um, his parents were were invited. Um, his parents paid for all nine children to come over here. They worked hard a house completely different context that doesn't mean just because i happen to be an ethnic minority that i think that we should open the floodgates no but i think you have to address what's happened overrun. look what
1: happened with the whole windrush scandal i'm sorry would same. you want
2: I'm, yes it
1: is immigrants same. out that is the message and that's who the tory is that's the, the base they're playing but, to but
0: dana can i just correct you here well not correct you because it's your opinion and you're entitled to it but when you're saying, oh, we've got this sentiment where immigrants out, immigrants not welcome, mm-hmm. I've got to push back on you because actually when there was the opportunity for the great British people to help people that were genuinely in need in um, Ukraine, as we've just been discussing, many, many people absolutely in their drives put their hand up and said, let me help you. I want to help you if you're in distress. That's when we get
1: into in the Ukraine. xenophobia.
0: But what's no, It but just seems like Senate. there's two
1: different rules if you're coming from Afghanistan and Syria versus whether or not you're coming from the Ukraine. That's not we true. don't demand that you. We don't right. demand that Ukrainians stay in Poland because that's the first safe country, do we?
0: Right. If so why are the rules different uh, I, for them? Why? In practice, right. Sorry, right. I need to just get to the root of what you're saying because you're saying there's these two different systems. Basically, what you're trying to say, or I don't think you're trying to say. You're, you're saying it clearly. What you're suggesting is because Ukrainians are white then you're allowed in. But if you're brown or black or whatever, then we've got a problem with you. That's what you're suggesting, isn't it?
1: I am suggesting that there is some xenophobia when it comes to how refugees are uh, treated in this country, 100%. Are
0: you seriously suggesting that if there was a country that had uh, predominantly white people Mm -hmm. and 10,000 white people Mm -hmm. this year alone was getting on rubber dinghies and randomly turning up in um, uh, England, crossing the channel into England, you're telling me that you think that the British government would just say, hey, you, my friend, you're white. That's, not what, that's no. not what I said at all. No, that's, no, no, that's not you.
1: what I said at all. No, I'm asking No, no, that's not what he said. Well, because if you look at a lot of the guys that are coming over, a lot of them are coming from places like, uh, what do you call it again? Um, uh, doesn't matter. France. Not France. But 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 think, I'm talking look, about I Eastern think what, Europe. what you've said. Is Albania. What Albania, exactly. So some people would say that Albanians are white. What? Some people would, wouldn't say, would say that they are not white, but right? And I think it comes down to religion.
0: people was crossing the channel in dinghies. You think that those 10,000 white people would be treated differently? I think if 10,000
1: Ukrainians were on that dinghy, I think they would be treated completely different, 100%. No,
0: I
3: didn't think so at all. I think what you've said is an appalling slur on this country because we welcomed 20 000 to 30,000 people from Uganda, Ugandan Asians, when Idi Amin was in power, and they were in trouble. So we have... Yes, and would people have deported people like my grandfather, who, you no, know, who, was, who was recruited no, from this country I've of just I've just told you and given you evidence that we are not xenophobic, and then you're just repeating the same accusation at all. That is simply not true. This is one of the least racist countries in the world. This country welcomes genuine asylum seekers and genuine refugees. But I'm sorry, people coming in a dinghy from France who are mostly economic migrants are not genuine asylum seekers. You can assess that. You're not a high court. Well, I'm a, and when I'm, the high I'm court is assessing it, and they're finding that 81% of them
1: are. Then they can't hear them. Uh, sorry, you're not the high court. When the high court are assessing them, they're determining that 81% of them do have legal well, Everyone status. in the country is
3: entitled so, to an opinion. The so. high
1: court? It's not, the high well, court the, doesn't the high have an, an opinion. Actually, the high court has the say.
3: The right. high court has said that people can go on the flight to Rwanda. So, you know, I think they would agree with but, me and most people in the country. Dana, <laughs> well, they do you
0: think there's a potential situation that people are playing the system? Yes, of course. Everybody yeah. plays. There's no such
1: thing as a system that will not be taken advantage of.
0: And that's what's happening. No, I don't and think you can. Just,
1: I don't think you can think determine that by just why. determining because they're in a dinghy that they must be here. They're I only economic migrants. A lot of these guys are coming from Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq, Iran. There are serious problems from in France this Italy. country. Yes, because look where, look where we're situated. Look where we're situated. They're not the in school learning French. They're not in school learning French. They're not in school learning French in Iraq, Iran. Would you like to? Let's say something. God forbid. Happens to, Engl- happens to England, right? And they said, sorry, you can't go back to your family in Jamaica. You have to stop off in X, y, Z, Z country. You don't speak the language. You have no but connections there. Come on. You know,
0: if, if, everyone, if what you're suggesting is that people are coming here because they speak the language, why does this country spend so much money on translation services then?
1: No, some of them speak the language. Some of them don't speak the language. Most trans- the, you know what? People speak varying degrees of English. So people who come here, they may have taken English in school for two years, three years. Versus zero years in French, zero years in Spanish. They may have family members. They may have, have no communities. That, that doesn't are bigger, like-
2: they would be. That doesn't mean they're going to be proficient in the language in order to operate in society properly. And that doesn't mean they're, they're not. And that is the problem. It's also an issue of, of social cohesion as well. And I think that you know we have to just look at the realities. Look here. at the
1: reality of if a lot of these not refugees not the speak three or four languages.
2: Responsibility to house the rest of the world. And the fact of the matter is, it's, it's not, everyone's it's not responsibility. People that are going to be housed with these people in these communities, the vast majority of these people are placed in poor places in, in like, the northeast, they're at 17 times more um, asylum seekers in the northeast than there are the, sa- the south. So that's a matter of how they get it done. That's a matter of the reality of how That's a matter it of the they, how it operates. The reality is they're going to be placed with people that are already poor. Because they choose to do this. And that's why when you go into these areas, you see there's no social cohesion. You basically feel like you're in a different country. And, and that's where the division begins. People want to cut immigration. And, and that needs to be listened to. And, yeah, and they the wanted the to cut immigration
3: weak, when yeah. our, our grandparents came here, too. So, hey. Yeah, this thing is... We, we, we are one of the most densely populated countries in the world for and a large country, and that is I mean? really a big problem. Yeah. I think there's not enough houses. Sim- there's simply not enough not houses built. to put people in. Well, we don't... We can't how much build. of the land can't, on we this... We can't build more houses because there simply isn't the place to, to build houses because we need the land for farming and for countryside. 90%. We are, as I said, one of the most densely populated countries in the world, especially in Europe. Uh, we simply don't have the places for that. And what we've got is a town like Linton, underoos in North Yorkshire. We all know the story. Uh, the government wants to put 1,500 mostly military-aged men who have come across the channel into an old army base in a village of 500 people. The people simply can't cope with that and that's the situation That's a problem of application. Up and down the country and it's simply there is no more room. So the kindest thing to do would be to say, well, you can't come to this country. I it's better to go to Rwanda or stay else? in France in a place where you can look after you better.
0: out of time, I can tell you. My <laughs> inbox is on fire. I say this pretty much every <laughs> Every day, but it really is. You guys, uh, your opinions are coming in thick and fast. But I just before I move from the panel and to you guys at home, I just want to ask Dana a quick question. If this country is so basically awfully racist and anti-immigrant, why is this Rwanda policy essentially a one-for-one? One then, because what we're saying is, if we send to, someone to Rwanda, we will take, we will accept uh, a genuine. Uh, a refugee, someone that needs a safe haven in the UK, it's a one for one. I haven't seen anything
1: that suggests that that has been agreed upon. Well, Section sixteen
3: well, of the memorandum exactly says that resettlement of vulnerable refugees. The participants will make arrangements for the United Kingdom to resettle a portion of Rwanda's most vulnerable refugees. Well, I mean, if we're only sending nine, Kingdom. if we're only
1: sending eleven, hey, it's not really that big no, a
0: deal, that, is no, it? You're, but you're, you're ignoring my point because it's not about the volume; it's about the principle. What you're saying is that this country is basically a, a No,
1: that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. saying I didn't say, did I call this country a racist? Did I call this? There is elements of racism within this country that is a fact.
0: But you're saying it's very anti-immigration.
1: There are a lot of anti-immigration sen- uh, sentiments. When I came here, when I came here as a Canadian immigrant, my mother no, I'm was British. About my, just UK BNP. About now. Come on now, the Reclaim Party. How many Britain first? How many different parties do you need to we communicate talk, but to but hang people? Because
0: you're not answering my question. You're going all around the houses. My question to you is: If this is, if we're so anti-immigrants, uh, why is this?
1: Elements of this country are not the everybody. Office,
0: the Home Office.
1: Parts so of the they're Home so, Office. If they're yes. So
0: anti-immigrant. Why is the Rwandan plan a one for one?
1: Well, I hope that that happens. I don't know that it will.
0: But that is the policy.
1: Is that the policy? Well, then that's great, but I don't think
0: they're going to get any kind of numbers that it's going to be some kind of... But it's not about the numbers. It's about the sentiment, the concept.
1: So you think that they're actually going to be sending thousands of people over to Rwanda and then just lovely, just taking Rwandan refugees in in the thousands? That's the deal.
0: Let's see if that happens.
1: Let's see if that that happens.
0: Right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, you have been very much uh, in touch. You still are. Um, I want to hear from you guys. So I'm going to take a quick break, actually, and I'm going to pull out some of your contacts. But let let me know what you think to that. GBviews at GBnews.uk. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to be reading out some of your thoughts. Uh, You're not really sitting on the fence, I've got to say. I'll see you in a couple of minutes. what do you expect? What do you mean... Hello there, welcome back to Jubes and Co. with me, Michelle Jubri, keeping me company until seven o'clock tonight. at uh, my panel, writer and broadcaster Dominique Samuels, the leader of the Heritage Party, David Curtin, and a new face tonight, comedian Dana Alexander. I can tell you though, there weren't much laughing going on in that last segment. If you just missed that, we were talking about the flights. Uh, Over to Rwanda. Are they a good thing? Are they not? Are they even going to happen, by the way? You guys, uh, lots and lots and lots of you getting in touch about that. I have to say, uh, to summarise, most of you uh, are in favour of the Rwanda policy as a last resort. Uh, Many people are saying, uh, when it comes to the concept of uh, xenophobia, etc., many people are saying, well, if we were so racist or xenophobic, etc., why would so many people want to come to this country I've got to say, I think that's an interesting question. Jenny says, uh, you're you're comparing Ukrainians and the situation in the Channel. Ukrainians follow the correct process and have to apply for visas to be allowed into the UK. Um, Lots of sentiments here saying, why aren't we working more with the French to try and stop people actually even making that crossing in the first place? Uh, I think I would say back to that, that I think they've tried. I think people have tried um, to engage with the French. I think a lot of money actually has been paid to the French and it's not really made a jot of difference, I have to say. Um, But, whoo, crikey, Mikey, you guys are uh, on fire tonight. That is a topic that has got you uh, talking. I really cannot uh, read out a fraction of the emails or else I'd be here for the next six weeks trying to read them (laughs) all out, I can tell you. But um, I appreciate your engagement. Strong feelings, I've got to say. Right. uh, I was just about to say, moving on, but something tells me this one Uh, will split the panel as well, because after the Windrush scandal, of course, we'll all be familiar with that by now, the Home Office committed to educating its staff about uh, Britain's colonial past. It's paid £600,000 to Cardiff University to develop an online course. Uh, But the civil servants are now being accused of wanting to sanitise Britain's past so that its staff don't feel browbeaten. So... Where do I even start? I'm going to start with you on this one, Dana. Um, Where do you sit on this? I mean, the accusation pretty much basically is that this this body, they've gone off, they've done what they've been paid to do, which is to do a thorough job in presenting British history. What the pushback then is that apparently the civil service haven't liked what they've heard and they're trying to browbeat them basically into modifying this content so that it's not as, um, some would say, accurate as it should be, others would say unnecessarily derogatory. Where do you stand on it?
1: Well, I think we can look back to the Windrush uh, situation and there was a lot of faults when it came to them just not understanding the situation uh, generally. I think it's really interesting to consider that we're using the word sanitize, right? Because that would suggest that something is dirty. There is a deep colonial history in this country and I think if you're going to service the people that come from that history, you need to know about it. And I think what we really need to be aware of is what's the truth? If they're too browbeaten to hear it, how do you think the people you know, living it feel?
2: Um, You know, I think that we do need to be balanced. I think that we need to have an accurate picture of history. But I think when it comes to the topic of empire and colonialism, um, it can get swallowed up by uh, really a left-wing ideological agenda that seeks to paint this country's history as wholly negative. And I think with empire and colonialism, there were some awful, awful things that happened, completely evil, and I completely accept that. But at the same time, I just worry that with these, you know, pushes to paint this country as evil, it's sort of a way to guilt trip staff at the Home Office to basically having sort of a bias towards towards immigrants. I think if you are an illegal immigrant or you've overstayed your visa, etc., then, you know, you should be dealt with accordingly. I don't think guilt over history um, should colour that.
3: Yeah, I mean, what I'd say on top of that as well is I don't even know why this course needs to be done in the Home Office. I mean, Windrush, the Windrush so-called scandal has been weaponised, and I think the equality, diversity, inclusion industry are going to make loads and loads of money out of uh, presenting this course to the Home Office, woke academics in woke universities, and they're going to be <laughs> trotting out all the tropes of, like, Britain is racist, Home no, Office is institutionally racist. Scandal. and did a scandal? It
0: was not a circle scandal. OK, well,
3: scandal. Uh, OK, it was a scandal. For the 32 people who were actually sent back and shouldn't have been sent back and deported, there's only a very, very small hearing. number of people over a 16 year period. So, okay, yes, it was a scandal, but I think it's been blown up uh, to, be, to be presented as way, way more, infecting way, way more people than it actually did. Yes, those 32 people, yes, were treated badly, but now this is being weaponized into be us, our country, and the Home Office staff over the head with the idea of critical race theory and this kind is racist, No, no, though. no, no no, 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 no. I'm it conscious goes on that people are no. listening and no. not
0: necessarily just watching. So mm. if you are listening and not watching, you won't be able to see what uh, Dana is doing. The pen went down, their head oh. was getting and You're not happy, either, Dana, what's left going on? Left-wing
1: agenda, far left, Well, blah, 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 blah. But the truth of the matter is history is often written by the victors. If you were to look at the situation with Christopher Columbus, for example, he discovered America. Can you really discover somewhere that already has millions of people living on it? Funny enough, he didn't discover America. He was lost looking for India, right? We still call people in the West Indies. West. Indies. Instead of actually admitting that this guy was wrong, we'll tell the false story and we'll keep that narrative going
2: just to satisfy our own egos. Right. Tell the truth. I think the tell, the truth. You're tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's a direct example of why certain people are suspicious the... of people like you wanting to tell the story. People like me. To people like me. that you have... You, it seems that like you have an ax to grind.
1: Yeah, like, Chris, you, Christ- Christ- that's not Christ- History has been revised. That's not it? exactly, it's not, sorry. It's not, if you, know if someone it's were to come, revised. if someone, I'm sorry. If someone were to show up on someone's shores where a million people were li- living and said in today's politics, I discovered this place, and somehow these people—you know—they know very little of their history before colonialists came. Yeah, Come on, now—it's not a far-left agenda. <laughs> you know what but, I notice? You're not worried about is the truth. If the module tells the truth, let them tell the truth, no matter how ugly well, it is. Because living the truth is equally or is, more ugly. But sorry. But
2: the suspicion is the story isn't going to be told through a neutral. But stance. then you have to it's fact check. Going to show fact checked. Both it's simple. Sides of the fact story. checked. It's it. going to be motivated by. People like you, who are often No, not people like me. It's not people like me. No, have an axe to Look, grind. No, 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 no If you no, 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 want no, no. no.
1: These are civil, no, civil no, servants have an axe to grind? Civil servants three, have definitely. an axe to grind? Okay. Let's well, have then a, go in and give some balance then, because what you can't do is refute what they've written, and that's the point.
3: Let, let's have a course about British history that tells all the wonderful things about our country. There's is many wonderful things. we got Magna Carta, we got the Bill of Rights, we got William Wilberforce, who actually abolished slavery in the British Empire. The 1951 Refugee Convention Act. So Yeah, if you let me finish, William Wilberforce, abolished slavery. And then we spent most of the 19th century going around the world, getting other countries to abolish slavery as well. The defeat of the Nazis, the defeat of communism at the end of the Cold War and so on. We've got a fantastic history. But it seems like this course is just going to be written by people in the diversity industry who are going to bash us over the head again. And I think it's really good that the people in charge are saying, well, look, let's not have a course which is going to be bashing us over the head, which is going to demoralise everybody. Yeah, OK, we'll need to talk about the bad things in our history, but let's talk about the, all the amazing good things which far, far outweigh all the bad things in our history as well and teach the Home Office staff that.
1: Have a course that tells the truth. Patting yourself on the back isn't going to get you any further. Period.
0: But, you know, I find this truth word quite an interesting one because it used to be the case that the truth was just the truth mm. and it was just undeniable, it was a facts-based truth, full stop. I do think, though, that this word truth now... It means very different things to different
1: fake people. Fake news, yes, we've gone through all of this, no, right?
0: No, that's not, no, 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 I don't mean fake news because I, I, this is not related to this topic, but it is related to the matter of truth, for example. It used to be, you used to have a truth which was, uh, again, dirt. shout at me at home because I know I'm kind of going off topic, but it used to be things like uh, an, a, a woman is an adult female. A woman has a vagina and a man has a penis. That used to be universally accepted as truth. Fast forward to 2022 now, that truth is contested. It's bonkers. So when you say stick to the truth and we'll all be OK, the only thing I'd push back on that is truth seems to vary depending on who it is that's telling it.
1: Well, a trans woman is a woman, if that's what you want me to get no, to. Sh- no. Well, the truth is a trans woman is a <laughs> The truth is a trans woman is a trans woman. A trans woman is a trans woman. That's nonsense. A trans woman is a trans woman. No, no, talk no, about truth talk about nonsense. If you talk about political agenda, nobody started asking about whether or not a woman was a woman until the last two years because you know what it is? It's fire. It's good things that we can get fired up on on a right-wing station because this never used to be an You've issue. You just
2: exposed yourself there. I haven't. If you want to talk about truth? You saying that a trans—what in this report is a, is a lie? No one ever it's used a to say. A trans woman is a trans then woman, and you know what? I put them under is 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 really okay.
1: Well, until you actually have you any serious points that this uh, that this commission has brought up that you can refute. Let's talk about that. But we don't Instead know, of just saying, we don't "Oh, these these civil servants have a leftist agenda," but they're going the to start. No, no, what no, no, no! Tell the truth about raised. the history. Do you know, know there has been? let speak
0: for er, each other. YouTube. Let's
3: tell all the good things about our nation, and then Adding we can be proud of our nation. And then the staff can do their good help. jobs while uh, we well, being encouraged about their 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 nationality and what they're doing.
0: Right. There you go. There you go. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back. Oh, I was going to say I'll be talking about something that's not going to spark the panels much, but unfortunately, I don't think that is going to be the case. We'll be talking about drag queen story time. Do you have kids? Uh, would that be your kind of thing? If you did, we'll have that in a couple of minutes. I'll see you then.
1: Coming up on Dan Watson tonight with me, Patrick Christie's. Are the Freedom
3: Convoys finally about to have their names cleared in a massive blow for Covid authoritarian Justin Trudeau? That spokesperson joins me as the Canadian establishment tries to repair the damage of their smear campaign. Plus, there's unfiltered opinion from Rikiba San and positive Professor Carol Sakura. And I'll break down the top headlines of the day with my superstar panel, Daily Express columnist Carol Malone, senior reporter at the i newspaper, Benjamin Butterworth and former Brexit MEP and political commentator Belinda De Lucey. That's Dan Wilson tonight, Monday to Thursday, 9pm to 11pm, right here on GB News.
0: Uh, Lots of you, by the way, are still getting in touch uh, on the whole kind of immigration uh, Rwanda topic, which we started the programme with. Lots of you saying, um, asking the question, it's the same question that's coming through thick and fast. Uh, If people are desperate for their lives and want to be safe, etc., why do they do things like throw away their ID, their passports and stuff. i got to say, I don't know, I've pondered on that myself. It's very bizarre if you ask me. Um, anyway, let's move on, shall we? Our final topic of the day, drag queens. Uh, is it your thing? Have you been to see them? I have, I think they're absolutely hilarious. Uh, I've got to say, they make me chuckle. Nothing wrong with a nice, uh, a nice drag event going off, having a few drinks, enjoying the performance. It's good fun, that's what I say. But to me, I have to be honest, It's adult fun, it's an adult thing. So why then do we have something called Drag Queen Storytime, where drag queens have been going into schools and public libraries and reading stories to children as young as three? Drag Queen Story Hour started in the US and has now even been in UK primary schools. Parents have signed a petition to stop the organization saying it breaks safeguarding principles in their view. What do you think to this? David, I'll start with you on this topic.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Like drag queens are adult, good fun for adults, but certainly shouldn't be for kids and shouldn't be um, um, presented to to children in schools or in libraries. And it goes along with a whole sort of queering the curriculum agenda, um, this LGBTQ queering agenda. And uh, the relationships and sex education has been introduced into England, Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland as well. And they're wanting to bring this kind of thing into schools, not just secondary schools, but primary schools and to the young. Possible ages. And I, I've seen some horrendous things in some of these things which are going on in libraries and have been in this country, not just the United States, but here uh, for many, many years. I think some people might have seen the picture of the monkey uh, in front of four or five year old kids in a library in London with a big protrusion coming out of his front. You know, I'm not going to be explicit about that. But I mean, that's the sort of thing which is highly sexualizing and it shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't even consider um, presenting something like that to children. They need to be safeguarded.
0: So don't I, uh, you know, drag, not a problem. Fill your boots if that's your thing. If you want to do it, watch it, enjoy it. Who cares? Whatever. Each their own. Specifically, though, when it comes to children and the need for or the desire for a, a drag queen story time for kids, where do you stand on that?
1: Well, I think we have to look at what is the drag queen actually doing? Are they... Like, for example, the the example that you just used with the protrusion, I think that's probably an independent incident that's not happening no, frequently. No, it's, so it's happening so lot what? How many times?
2: Um, there was... Well, I'll let you finish. Okay, so basically what
1: drag is, drag is an acronym for dressed as a girl. If you look at Shakespearean times, all female parts were played by men. If you go to your pantomime every single Christmas, the pantomime dame is generally played by men. If you look at some of the most popular shows in this country, Mrs. Brown's Boys, look at the success of Medea. We can get into Big Mama's House. So drag isn't anything that's new. What seems to be a problem is when queer people are doing drag, then all of a the sudden, there seems to be this implied sexual connotation that I don't necessarily, that I don't see there. I've watched a few Drag Time story hours on YouTube, and I've seen nothing but a I mean, drag queen you, literally you, reading no a, story. a story. And I mean, I would, I would, I think, 200K. That's probably a little bit exorbitant. They're getting some pretty high-class drag queens in there. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a comedian that does all types of material. I sometimes perform in a church, and you know what I do? I tone down the material. I don't think that well, it would be something. happening if the well, okay. Well, I mean, this the, can I just yeah. Yeah, the,
2: the idea that a parent taking their child along to a drag event, the idea What's wrong of that with drag queens? ...is absolutely despicable. And Why? I think parents like that need investigating. Drag queens are fine, but it's an adult theme that has no place it's around... It's not an adult children. theme at a children's storybook. And if we, story we the, if, if we want to talk about... Dominique, finish. Yeah. If we want to talk about the sexual connotations that are ever present in these so-called drag queen story hours and events that involve children, there was one in Dallas named a drag your kids to pride event where the drag queens were accepting dollar bills from children. And in the background, there were, there was a sign that read, it's not going to lick itself. And there was a drag queen story hour in Scotland. What did we find? The drag queen was called Flo Job. I think we all know what that means. And then once parents actually found Flo Job's Instagram, you found a host of sexually explicit and suggestive images. In 2019, in Houston, there was a Drag Queen Story Hour hosted at a public library. They actually admitted that one of the story, story timers which was a registered sex offender. At another Drag Queen Story Hour, one of the drag queens accidentally exposed their genitals to a group of children. In England, they feature things like twerking, teaching children to dance suggestively. This has got nothing to do with being anti-queer. And I think it's pretty homophobic to suggest that being gay or queer is about presenting overly and su- sexually suggestive caricatures of women. Not all children. drag queens are those sexually things, suggestive. Well, the examples I've just this, given you demonstrate is, that these sexual themes are, are indep- involving You're children. You're right. And I'll the tell you. Of pride, inappropriate incidents and happen. And it's wrong.
1: You know what? Inappropriate inc- incidents happen all the time. And it's unfortunate. It's wrong. Well, look at Jimmy Savile. It's wrong. Yeah, well, it's completely wrong. But what I'm wrong. saying to you these, is not, it's not because. It's, it's drag it's because they're human beings and these incidents you can go online it's because drag there's, there's, there's,
2: queen sorry, but there's, shows are sexually suggestive The, the, the ones at the outfits with the protruding over, overly dramatized there is caricatures a war- first of all there's you shouldn't be watching makeup, RuPaul's Drag
1: woman. Race if you're a kid first of all I don't think the advisory warning is for all so ages on RuPaul's be. Drag Race yeah. no because I'm sorry comedians it so what comedians works. just because a comedian's going to tell a dirty joke over here you're going to assume that they're going to do the same thing with children I don't think why that's being fair why does that happen fair. though oh because people slip up Problems because happen. They, people, and guess what? They happen when drag people, queens are not in the classroom as well. I don't know if you know want about to be around that.
2: children presenting adult themes to them are that very is not a How is reading a
1: child's book an adult theme? That that
0: but hang on, needs like, investigating. Lena, why is it necessary?
1: Why, why is it necessary? necessary? I'll tell you why. It's about inclusion, right? Inclusion what? I'm sorry. There are 1.4 million people who identify as le- uh, lesbian, gay, trans. I'm sure you're familiar with Section 28, when they were like, "We're not going to what promote any." What
2: does that any- have to do with? queens in th- school? Because people this need to feel ridiculous. like they are a part of society and in that they way, are represented. In what way is an overly caricature of women representative of gay or lesbian people? That suggested in itself is quite le- homophobic. Le- le- oh, Leave this kind huge of sexualisation away entertainment.
3: from entertainment. children. L- what, what, whatever community. people are as adults, children are not sexual in primary what, schools. What you're doing do is suggesting try that all to drag, them drag give queens them are a sexual. That's do, you, not true. Well, a lot of that's them false. are, and it's a lot sexual. of them going into schools are, and it's been done without parental consent as well. And that's a terrible thing. Yeah. It, because the suggestion yeah. is and, and that it goes the drag along. queen it is somehow inherently inappropriate? Gender. Absolutely. For children of a young age. I disagree. Because what the agenda is, is the whole transgender agenda, is to confuse children about whether they're boys or girls. A lot of... Oh, the the number of children who are presenting with gender so dysphoria... So no one's ever been in drag in a children's
1: celebration program? The number program? of children
3: who are presenting with gender dysphoria has gone up over 8,000% okay. well, over the, the, the pantomime last decade Well, then. The we're talking doom. about drag queens going into the drag, very youngest of children and primary yeah. school and with sexualized materials. You mentioned children's books a lot of them these days are not nice children's books like Paddington Bear and Enid Blyton they're things that are Enid Blyton what do you mean it, the three
1: gollywogs you but, think but, that's a pleasant but, book but, but, what were the names of those gollywogs you can't even the, the, say the it the on number, the and a lot of the books E-R. if I Give can me a finish break. please you know right, you, guys, <laughs> okay Michelle go
0: Enid Blyton everyone at home's ears will be hurting um Dan- Gollywoggy and who? Those were the names
1: of the three gollywogs. Well, I mean, but the come on, of you think that's beautiful? That you think that's news. good literature for kids? A
0: Give me a break. Right. Hang on, on, on Dena. Don't, don't take this off track because we're not talking about Ian Blyton. We're talking about. He was. I was asking you why is it necessary? Because I'm genuinely trying to understand. Because to me, it's entirely unnecessary to do this with children. Well,
1: I, well, I think at the understand. end of this article, they do talk about how uh, 50 non—sorry, uh, trans or gender non-conforming people were actually met with violence. Because I think what happened is when you don't... A lot of you people live, away
2: from people's kids. You don't need to be Sorry,
1: the implication that somebody, because they're trans, that they're some kind of a child molester is actually I, the I, reason why certain why people this, are being sued right now. Sorry. Why
2: does this... That's scary? discrimination. Uh, why does this seem no. to be such an ideological drive from this movement to be around people's kids? Leave them alone. Oh, my God. Give me a break. Kids are
3: part
1: of the world. Drag queens are part of the world. They're not these scary people that really? you would yeah. like to be let, as someone who's going to molest your kid in the toilet. It's just not nobody and that's why there's should so be much sexualizing
3: violence against sexualising children. Nobody's
2: sexualising children. They are reading a book. I'm examples. Let me give Those you another are example. In, give a me a break. A in Houston headed organisations who sponsored Drag Queen Story Hour. He was also arrested for um, harbouring child abuse images. The, there is, And a, this happens in classrooms where people, there are no drag queens gave, as well. Right, these are independent incidents, them. and it does not it's
1: not there because really they're drag dangerous, queens. It's
2: dangerous, <sighs> this give you, me a ut- break.
1: utopia that you live in. It's not a utopia that I live in. These, these, these instances happen, happen in the heterosexuals. Uh, sorry, great. they do. Right,
0: last question, very, very briefly. I've only got about 20 seconds left in. Are you not concerned about the amount of children that are now struggling with their gender identity? 11-year-old drag queens. Hang on, are you not concerned about that?
1: I'm concerned about trans people who are closeted and feel so ashamed in this world because they don't see any representation in the, r- representation of themselves and often have higher numbers of suicide, self-harming, keeping themselves away from society. They are part of our society. And I'm sorry, the implication that a drag queen is inherently sexual or that they're going to do something well, with your kids children, is
3: bigoted. Children are not trans and should not be indoctrinated into this trans ideology and confused. That's what causes a lot of the trans dysphoria, ideology. It's which, not an uh, ideology. They need to be protected. Gender dysphoria
1: from. is medically recognised.
0: Right. Okay. Dirkie, you guys. I hope you've enjoyed your tea and the debate. Thank you very much to my panel. That is unfortunately all we've got time for. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, dinner as well. New face. Always like a new face on jubes and Kerr. Thank you. At home for your company. Have a fantastic evening. And I will see you tomorrow.